Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.anafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and I'm here today with Solara Sophia Rose. Solara is a multidimensional energy expert, master channel, and spiritual advisor who specializes in helping entrepreneurs implement fifth dimensional consciousness in their business, among other things, and create their next level of financial success in an authentic and soulful way. She's a visionary who loves to dream beyond her own self and use her magical powers to create a better future for all of humanity. Salara and I met a little more than two years ago. I think it was almost three. And I think we met in a Facebook group. Um, I'm not sure which one. I think I met you in, or I found you in Kimberluna's group back then. Oh, wow. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) yeah, I immediately felt drawn to your work and just your beautiful energy. Um, I could just feel that connection right away. And uh, one of the things that I think really uh, drew me to you was just a kind of, yeah, you kind of felt like soul family to me and the way you were sharing your wisdom just resonated so deeply. And I kind of felt like you understood certain things um, that a lot of people don't share in that way. And um, sometimes I felt kind of misunderstood or I felt like kind of from my own perspective that a lot of people didn't understand what I was sharing. And I just felt that really beautiful resonance. Um, mm-hmm. I really, uh, yeah, I kind of get this feeling that, yeah, we share a pretty long soul history <laughs> together in wow. the magical realms for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of a more personal introduction. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited and so grateful you've decided to join me in today's episode. I'm so thankful to be here, and I really deeply appreciate those reflections and that feedback. Um, I've I've heard that feedback from quite a few people just feeling... uh, a sense of connectivity and almost like a permission slip, I suppose, to uh, trust themselves and to believe in their visions and what they are seeing. And that brings a great depth of fulfillment to me to know that I can support people in that way because usually I'm I'm doing it, (laughs) you know, unbeknownst to me. So it's really beautiful to 
to receive that. So thank you. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so glad to hear that as well. All right. So I have a pretty long list of questions that I wanted to go through with you today. And I'm just going to pull up my notes here. And yeah, we'll just get started with the first question. Then we'll just see what unfolds from there. So um, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, um, I'd actually love to hear a little more about your your journey. Um, I know you've been a, on a pretty long spiritual journey, a long journey of awakening, and also a long human journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask you how you got started on this journey, and um, if there was like a specific experience that really triggered that awakening for you and that made you realize also that you had a bigger purpose on this planet and that you have a a message to share with the world. Yeah, absolutely. Where to begin? (laughs) Oh man, it has been such a long journey. I mean, I, I remember my incarnation into this specific plane, into this, uh, uh, lifetime. So there's that, there's that beginning piece. And, uh, I, I grew up through a lot of, of violence and trauma in my family unit. And I was also a seer from a very young age, so I could see things. And, um, that created, uh, some, some confusion and chaos in the family because I wasn't sure how to handle it. My family wasn't quite sure how to handle it. And so, um, you know, I went on a journey of, you know, I was, I was brought to different psychologists and things trying to figure out what was going on. I questioned myself and the veracity of what I was seeing. So I, you know, established a lot of self-doubt in the early stages of life. And then when I shifted into um, college, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I started choosing for myself. I started making healthier decisions. I started to learn how to trust myself. And I went on a 10-year spiritual journey and quest where I started to study different esoteric teachings and religions and sciences. And, and I deeply explored them. So there's a lot of fasting and praying and and trying to figure out what was going on because I, I knew that I had to break away from whatever it was that I was experiencing growing up to follow my inner voice and my calling in the direction that my soul was pulling me in. Um, and I, there's, so there was a lot of deep self-discovery, inner exploration, outer exploration that catalyzed many different types of awakenings on my path. So it, it very much started with a Satori awakening, uh, which is... You know, I was, I was in a very low place when I first started my journey. And so there was a catalytic moment where I kind of boomeranged up into these higher octaves of creation and I could see things um, kind of, I suppose, from a perception of what we might call heaven on earth. I, could, I was in the same place that I had always been in, but I was seeing it completely different. I was uh, surrounded by this force field of peace and light and beauty and love. And so I was intrigued by what, what was the difference between where I was and where I had catapulted into, and how could I sustain that point of perception and, and live 
in that kind of reality. And, and later on my path, I had a Kundalini awakening, which for me, it took about a year of working with energy uh, healers uh, and masters really to move that energy up my spine. There, there were points where it was quite uncomfortable, quite painful. And then uh, at the, the latter stages of that, it elicited a full body illumination. Um, and, and then it's, it's still a continual rewiring and integration to uh, self as all that is um, and love as all that is. And that, that, that's an ongoing process of expansion for me. So, um, you know, it's, it's almost been like a full circle. I, I feel like I've come from the depths of truly despair and suffering and pain. And I've taken that evolutionary journey into these, these higher octaves of seeing and perceiving and creating and embodying myself as source. Um, and, and so I appreciate every single thing that has happened on my life path because it enables me to meet people wherever they are on their journey. You know, it wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get to wake up one day and, and just be anchored in that awareness. I, 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 I took the journey uh, mm -hmm. step, step by step. So yeah, that's just as, I think that's probably as brief <laughs> <laughs> as I could be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can totally relate. Yeah, beautiful story. And um, yeah, so uh, one thing I wanted to ask you too, was there like a, a specific experience that made you realize that it was time to start sharing your wisdom with the world? And when you really started stepping out as a spiritual teacher, um, what was that like for you? Mm -hmm. So something, a pattern I noticed in my life is that people were always just quite naturally magnetized to me. And I remember in the fifth grade, I was a peer mediator. So when people would get into uh, disputes on the playground, <laughs> they would come to me and I would help them work it out to see things from a, a more uh, expanded and loving perception so that we could find common ground there. And so people were always kind of magnetized to me and, um, and so I realized that I wanted to create a business out of it. I, I realized how much I enjoyed being able to support people in that way and to kind of create um, a space of harmony or peace where there wasn't any. Uh, and, and so I started to build out my business. And, and that expansion for me has come in increments. So uh, a huge thing for me, because I think just relating it back to my upbringing, I had to really work through the story around my expression not being beautiful, my expression not being enough, and, and all the fears around it being judged. Uh, and so that happened in increments. You know, when I first started showing up, I, I did the best that I could in that point of expansion, that cycle of expansion. And every time I would go through a calibration and upgrade, the, the guidance was, okay, now you need to express more. Now you need to show up more. Now you need mm -hmm. to give of yourself and your truth more. Uh, so that has very much been um, something that has occurred in, in, in cycles mm. for me. So <laughs> yeah, as I think it happens for most of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love hearing about your journey and, and that uh, evolution. Um, yeah, so my next question for you, um, one of the things that I know you're really passionate about, and we've done some work together as well, is helping 
other business owners, entrepreneurs implement fifth dimensional consciousness, fifth dimensional business structures in their businesses. Um, can you explain what exactly that means? And yeah, then I'll have the next question for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is really, man, this is for people who are ready to go all in and optimize their mind, their patterns of perception. Uh, it is a fundamental rewiring that takes place at the atomic and subatomic levels because our vision, and I'm not going to go into the science of it right now, but our vision and our capacity to see and perceive differently is what manifests the external reality and is what mind makes matter. And so there's this, uh, there's an overriding of the cellular memory that takes place. So uh, intentionally, consciously pivoting our focus to activate the realities and the energies that we want to be living in, that we want to be grounding into this dimension. So we, we work on um, existing from a, inhabiting our authority and existing from a powerful space of choice to bring those more expanded octaves into the physical dimension and really powerfully grounding that in. Um, so I support people with creating those quantum shifts in their own consciousness. And, uh, you know, there's, for most people, there's an integration that takes place there because our mind uh, every time we think a thought, we create chemical responses in the body, which become emotions. So there's a cleansing of the mental emotional landscape in a fundamental rewiring and integration that takes place uh, in an upgrade of our genetics through upgrading the story that we tell. Um, so those fifth dimensional business structures, uh, I don't dabble too much in the old story, I, I, I love it and I validate it and, you know, we thank it and we, we powerfully release it to step into something brand new um, and, and to really anchor that new story in. Um, so everything's vibrationally based, perception based, uh, belief based, formulating and configuring belief systems that support the reality that we want to bring into being instead of needing to stick to the way things that always have been done, the storylines of mm. the steps and the systems that we have to implement in order to manifest our reality, because it just doesn't work that way <laughs> at the higher octaves of creation. Energy and consciousness is so much more malleable and creative. So we get to really show up in our most expanded version and, and, and creation starts to become instantaneous. So mm. it's more about... Yeah staying committed to the vision, staying committed to the frequency uh, than it is staying committed to a system and needing to go into blocks and things like that. And if I may, I feel your mm -hmm. next question. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the line between um, powerfully creating from a fifth dimensional perception and spiritual bypassing and, and there's there's a lot of different dynamics in this so what i would say is honor and celebrate every single thing that comes up in your reality because and this is where the paradox comes in it's about finding beauty in everything so love is that overarching force it is that it is that power that sees sorrow as beauty it sees anger is beauty it sees all of these things that we all of it or elevate and evolve through 
as a beautiful awareness that brings us into the more expanded dimensions. And there's also an intuitive awareness of when are we allowing that story to rule our experience and when are we choosing to wake up every day from a fresh point of perspective and awareness and choose for ourselves how we are going to live, how we are going to see things, the energy that we are going to inhabit. So in a lot of ways, bypassing itself has become a story that mm-hmm. uh-huh, keeps us commiserating together at the level of pain and suffering instead of consciously choosing to evolve our consciousness. Um, so that, that in and of itself can turn into a story because there's an element, and I feel it right now in the field, well, if I'm suffering and if I have to go through all of this, then so do you. <laughs> then we all have to go through it. And we have technologies that are available now that enable us to quantum leap into completely new realities, to script the collective story from a fresh blank canvas. We do not have to choose in the way that we mm-hmm. always chose. So there's an element of honoring whatever arises because there's going to be moments when we're liberating those energies where if we we've repressed ourselves for a long time and an energy wants to express it's going to come up and and so in those moments it's really about um embracing the experience that we're having fully and then moving back into conscious choice as quickly as possible and training ourselves Mm. to to see differently um and to experience life differently from a a higher octave of of creation. Mm, Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I I really love that perspective and actually really reflects a message I've been getting for many years. Um, uh, Basically, love is the key to bringing all the pieces together and then we don't have the separation anymore. We kind of integrate all aspects of ourselves so then we don't have to go looking (laughs) for problems or because there is no problem really even the the things that we may experience is uncomfortable it's just part of the human experience so Mm -hmm. um, I guess the difference maybe is um, like staying present and allowing the experience versus um, yeah seeking to escape or that's kind of what I experienced at the very beginning of my awakening journey um, and that I've also seen and other people um yeah when ascension first started becoming a thing a lot of people were talking about it before uh, 2012 um i think a lot of people had this idea that yeah something's just gonna happen like coming from the outside and then we're all gonna be like much happier and and but it's like coming from a place of wanting to escape from uh, whatever we're experiencing right now so i think and then that doesn't work, right? But if we really learn to love ourselves and the experience, the human experience and all pieces and parts of ourselves, then it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's exquisite. That's, mm-hmm. that's how the integration occurs is we, mm-hmm. we, instead of looking at things as a problem, we can look at them as an opportunity to love. We can... Mm-hmm just delve into loving all these parts and dimensions and aspects of our own being with a new depth. And then those pieces start to, those elements start to come together to form the whole of the integration. Um, Yeah. Where we become love. (laughs) Yeah. 
And we really get to experience our wholeness. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, I've been kind of on an interesting journey over the last seven years or so, but especially this past year as well. I kind of feel like I had kind of a an initial awakening where I was like really, like really <laughs> aware and like I guess my spiritual gifts as some people would call them were awakening. Um, but then yeah, I definitely had some unfinished business in the <laughs> 3D realm as well. And over the past year or so, or maybe half year, I've been kind of feeling like I've been shifting back and forth or kind of phasing in and out of uh, 5D and 3D. So um, Mm -hmm. that brings me to my next question. What I've noticed is like sometimes fear can really get in in the way. And that I think that happened to me uh, when I went through this process for the first time. Um, like one of the fears that uh, kept coming up for me and I'm definitely still working on that um, when I'm, yeah, when I feel ready to like shift back into my creative power and and, like create in this very different way um, that actually feels a lot more authentic to me in so many ways. Um, There's always this point where I start doubting myself and then (laughs) I kind Mm. of, yeah, get into the fear of not being supported, you know, okay, what if I, you know, just trust and then, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, and then nothing happens or, or Mm -hmm. I kind of lose my, my stability or my security. That's been kind of one of the the biggest fears for me and that um, I'm definitely still working on. So my question for you is, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who experiences this and, um, yeah, we probably all go through this in different ways. Um, what are some of your, like, what advice do you have for someone who feels like they're, like, they're blocked from shifting into the new consciousness because, like, they keep getting pulled back into the, the old or the, the fear or the, like, the false securities and all that? Um, Mm-hmm. Do you have any like easy ways to move through that, or like what advice would you have for someone who struggles with that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things, but the <laughs> the number one thing that's coming through that I would love to say is, you know, we all have our moments where we fall down, and the um, mm-hmm. the most important thing is to get back up, <laughs> to stand back up, to never ever give up on yourself and your vision and your knowingness. Our Every block is a block in energy. So it's an energy that wants to be expressed. It wants to be heard. It wants to be seen. It wants to be valued. So even in, and this is also the paradox in how that love is the overarching force, because even if we are experiencing like a frustration of an energy that's pent up, it's really about letting that come out. And while it's coming out, celebrating it. So there's, there's, uh, an overarching energy of, of love and celebration and just, oh, this is here. I'm going to be with it. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to let that energy move that I haven't allowed to move in a long time. And that helps us to creatively emerge because really what we're all going through is a creative emergence and expression of the, you know, the love that we are. That is, <laughs> that is what ascension is. It is us powerfully expressing 
our love creatively um, in the world with each other within ourselves uh, so those blocks are just uh, just blocks and energy that, that wants to come up and um, when the doubt comes I would recommend relaxing as much as possible just just being with yourself not thinking about it too much not trying to make it mean something but just breathe into it allow yourself to rest and and rejuvenate and and come back to that thing later um, and i'm also hearing too focus activates energy so mm. relaxing coming to a point of stillness to neutralize the energy so not you know getting upset that you're fresh or not getting upset that you are uh in doubt, but just recognizing that it's a really natural human thing to experience, taking a step back, taking a deep breath, neutralizing the frequency, and then going from a point of conscious choice, okay, what energy do I want to activate instead? Uh, what energy do I want to breathe life into? What vision do I want to breathe life into? Um, and those are beautiful calm, still meditative practices. Our vision, our visionary capacity is one of the most powerful technologies that we have to harness. Um, so even if from that point of doubt, you can go into a space of stillness and then into a space of visionary wonder and awe. Mm. So I'm just seeing kind of like the spiral of that energy. Um, it's okay. It happens to all of us. Just, mm. keep, just keep moving forward. Yeah, and I love what you said about the wonder and awe because I feel that's such a powerful space to be in like when you're not you know trying to hold on to a specific way of making things happen or um yeah like it's it's definitely i think good to have a vision but also be kind of open to the possibilities and i think that's such a beautiful place to create into i think that's what a lot of children do really well and very naturally mm -hmm. that a lot of us grown-ups have kind of forgotten yeah. um but yeah that's that's definitely that's a message i i get a lot as well you know just relax and <laughs> and be open to the possibilities rather than trying to force or mm -hmm. or rather than worrying or thinking there's only one way or <laughs> uh -huh. yeah and mm -hmm. or tr or reinforcing the doubt by <laughs> by mm -hmm. resisting it and trying to quote unquote mm -hmm. fix it or or escape it like you were saying get mm -hmm. out of it it's just you know step one breathe <laughs> you know just relax and and uh yeah go into let yourself go into that visionary space i mean if you think of the word magic the root of it is yeah magi and magi imagination mm. uh, you know and, and at some point you get so good at imagining and envisioning that you really start to walk around inside of your creation with that sense of awe and wonder and you're seeing into all the different dimensions of of creation itself of self and all the beauty that's really available in each moment when we choose to see it when we choose to emphasize and and draw it out Oh yeah. Mm, oh yeah, I love when that happens. Definitely had times in my life when I was like really in that space, especially when I was traveling like several years ago back in 2012 or so like cuz I was 
really heading into the unknown. I didn't know where I was going and what was going to unfold. So I was just totally present and, and there was so much magic. Um, you know, I just kept meeting people randomly just in the most magical ways or um, whenever something went kind of wrong, you know, like getting locked out of a hotel room or things like that. There was always something something magical <laughs> that unfolded as a result uh -huh. and uh yeah and also seeing you know I've always been a visionary as well and I've always had a really vivid imagination and just seeing how trusting this journey has led to the creation of those things that I imagined some of them like years and years ago even when I was a child like all of a sudden oh yeah it's really showing up in my reality now physically and I, mm -hmm. I just love when that that happens yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. there's really there's a beautiful mm -hmm. energy that I'm feeling in that too of, uh, instead of you know looking at situations of, like what could go wrong like because in some ways and from a realist perspective we're, we've trained ourselves to look at well what are all the pros and cons of this what could what could go right and what could go wrong and what are some of the pitfalls and, and instead opening up to just simply morphing into that space of what are the possibilities here and standing in our power about affirming those possibilities. And, and even when challenges or obstacles do arise going, okay, what's the beauty in this situation? What's a lesson that I had to learn? Um, how can I shift my mental landscape into more beauty and wonder uh, so it's, it's really about opening up all the way into the field of possibility and letting go of, because every time we plan for that this might go wrong, we manifest that this might go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we plan for or envision that this could go right, this is beautiful, I'm going to keep affirming and crystallizing this vision in my my dimensional experience we experience more and more of that and we realize mm -hmm. that obstacles are only the parts of our own unconscious mind that don't fully believe in the vision yet mm -hmm. that's yeah. all that it is yeah that's so true um okay it changed subject um one thing that i really wanted to dive into with you today is the topic of money and cryptocurrency and uh, forms of exchange on this planet and in general. I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, what is your vision for the future? Um, mm. Where do you see us heading um, as a society, um, like working with money and different forms of exchange? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you see unfolding and what potential are you seeing at this time? Mm -hmm. So as we shift into more of our creatorship our creative sovereignty we're going to see more decentralized options for currency because that is a reflection of our own uh, inner evolution so what i see in my vision is well i see different timelines for the evolution of cryptocurrency so if we were to really powerfully shift and move in that direction we could accomplish a, a complete and total shift over the next three to four year time span I, what I'm seeing is realistically by virtue of the pace that we are all traveling at eight to 10 years maximum before we do shift into a completely decentralized currency. Um, 
And then, and that will be our currency for a time, but even in the context of those currencies, there's still an evolution that needs to occur in the infrastructure. There's two key elements that need to shift for it to become more energetically integral and efficient to support more people at an accelerated rate. <laughs> so it needs to kind of catch up to itself. <laughs> um, and those are structural uh, shifts that need to take place. Um, and then eventually, as we upgrade our consciousness, we will evolve into a clean, free energy resource-based society and economy. But those shifts in our consciousness need to take place for that to tangibly manifest. So, you know, there's a, there's a timeline that I can see happening. Um, and even an evolution within the context of cryptocurrency itself, it is still evolving mm. um, and becoming more integral and efficient as are we as, as creators. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely shifting out of the monetary uh, system. But either way, uh, you know, <laughs> I love to play with mm. wealth consciousness because that's a reflection of how much we value ourselves and how much we value life itself you know money is just an, an expression of love <laughs> it's an expression of creative energy and in a, in a way of living being and perceiving ourselves mm -hmm. and our creation um yeah i think that's all that's coming through in this mm -hmm. moment yeah i love that i always like to say money is basically creative energy and physical form where it's divine mm -hmm. divine energy and physical form or physical expression of um our limitless power to create so i think it's a really beautiful teacher and it's definitely one thing i've had to learn on my journey um growing up i had a very neg negative view of money and i really had to uh, learn to shift my mindset around that um do you have any like specific stories or experiences you'd like to share? Um, were there any challenges that you went through? I'm sure like everybody <laughs> goes through challenges in regards to money, but especially um, when you got started on your entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey, for example, um, mm. were there like any, um, yeah, like fundamental shifts that helped you open up to receiving the support that you needed to really be able to walk this journey and, and fully express yourself and live your purpose. Um, what was that journey like for you? Yeah. So one of the things that felt really important to me was smoothing out my capacity to um, show up to this work and to generate abundance and to serve others and to not have such lapses between calibration phases. Um, so I was noticing where in my journey I was, I was manifesting powerfully. I was feeling empowered. I was feeling electric and alive and vibrant and, and I was fully in service. And then I would kind of cycle back into these phases of, of calibration where I just felt like knocked out and I needed to take space to rewire and to integrate. Uh, so my, one of the biggest things for me has been smoothing out that gap. And it's really been about committing to my alignment, committing to the frequency, committing to the vision, staying in that optimized mind space and not 
needing to go back into, into those spaces where I needed to learn uh, that precise lesson to choose the higher timelines, to choose abundance, to choose to keep that energy flow of giving and receiving open and to live in my abundance uh, and in my power, which really, I mean, life force, power, abundance, money, you know, physicality, you know, it's all an outward manifestation of money. So, so my, one of my biggest obstacles was um, bridging that gap, you know, learning mm -hmm. how, to, how to bridge that gap and, and get beyond myself to, to not make whatever the work was about me. I had to go to a place where I was showing up powerfully and everything I was doing in my life was supporting my alignment so that I could be in service to other people. So I had to really, I mean, I suppose this is a, a good way of saying get out of my own way because I realized it's not about me and me, even the things I was doing to support my frequency and my alignment and my vibration was about me being able to powerfully show up in service to other people to help them find their connection to their power, mm -hmm. to their creative capacity, to their genius, um, and, and to share and spread that frequency more throughout the collective. Uh, so smoothing that gap, staying in alignment, and getting out of my way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I can definitely see that on my own journey as well. Kind of, um, I think there have been times in my journey when I was maybe focusing too much on serving others or but I think then it's again we're not really coming from a place of service as I realized um, mm -hmm. so it's just another aspect of the ego and um, yeah so not allowing myself to receive in that sense or um, yeah. but I, I yeah I've also seen what happens when I just make the journey all about myself it's like okay there's something missing there and I'm not really um, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like the flow is, um, it happens between people and, and we're all connected. So mm -hmm. there's not really a way of serving, like truly serving ourselves without serving others or truly serving others without also serving ourselves because we are yeah. all one ultimately. Yeah, uh huh. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful when that, mm -hmm. that, uh, that boundary finally dissolves, we realize that me showing up to you is helping to awaken all the other aspects of my own expanded being. Um, and, and then there's also, there is a beautiful paradox in what you were talking about as well, mm. uh, because it's coming from different places of needing to serve others while forsaking the self is also like a need to serve others to fill the void um, because we haven't learned how to give to ourselves fully in a space of giving to ourselves so fully, but because the desire is to show up more powerfully in service. Um, and, and then dissolving, yeah, dissolving that boundary between you, me, I, we, us, them. It's all, it's, it's, it's all us. <laughs> it is yeah. all us. So however I choose to see and support others is, is really... Uh, how I choose to see and support my own self. So it's, it's almost like, what do I need to do to be ready for service? Mm. Yeah, that's so, so true and so beautiful. All right. I have one more question that I wanted to dive in with you. Um, yeah. So one thing that's always fascinated me 
is the journey of the soul since the beginning of our creation, if there is such a thing as a beginning. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, do you have any, well, you already mentioned it at the very beginning, you said that you kind of remember um, your preparation for this incarnation, but beyond that, do you have any memories of lifetimes, like past lifetimes, not not just necessarily in the human realm but also in the magical realms or on other planets yeah yes so the profundity of this integration is far beyond my human mind's capacity to conceptualize but i remember i remember myself as infinite creation i remember being in the void, awakening to myself, discovering my creative capacity through, through frequency, sound, uh, vibration, tonality, evolving through all of the different expressions and elements of self back through the infinity spiral into self-actualization in the light, in the unified field of, of connectivity, of nirvana, of bliss, of pure unconditional love and presence and in, in self awareness self uh beingness and awakening uh and and how that dance cycles and filters back through itself so it has been a very interesting thing for my human to assimilate those calibrations at times it has been a cathartic emptying out of all of my belief structures all of my preconceived notions and stories about who and what I actually am, recognizing that I am the all that is, and then coming to a singularity within myself where I'm able to contain and access all of that data um, and, and, and remember all of it. Man, I, I really, I, I've, at certain points, I've uh, interacted with other seers, you know, like the people who live in the middle of the woods who... <laughs> can give me a, you know, a very unbiased uh, perspective around what was going on because they had so much energy and fire coursing through my body and I didn't know how to ground it in. Um, the, the evolutionary force of those integrations was sometimes really uh, a lot to calibrate to um, as far as data and input and information as I was wakening and expanding into those dimensions of self-perception, uh, you know, so it's been supportive to have other people help to affirm what it is that I was seeing and experiencing. And uh, yeah, so somehow I've ended up in a human body and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we all are. Uh, but yeah, my incarnation before I came here, uh, I was definitely a a star being and I remember another being coming and having a vibrational communication with me and there was a I, I mean I felt like wherever I came from I was a I was a I was a master of that dimension I was a leader and the vibrational communication was you are needed on earth and without any type of hesitation or apprehension at all I just came and I remember on the way here uh, having the awareness you know Anything is temporary. You can get through this. So, mm -hmm. so I knew I, I knew I was coming here on a mission. I knew that this this lifetime wasn't wasn't necessarily about me. But the more it's not about me, the more I get to enjoy it, which is quite a beautiful, uh, you know, 
conundrum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, so, so I knew, I knew I was coming here for some type of uh, a mission. And, and I think that the way that my journey has unfolded has been perfect and beautiful in every way imaginable because I've had the opportunity to experience almost every type of human challenge that you can possibly think of in different phases and cycles of my life. And I've also experienced the pinnacles of bliss and self-awareness and I've evolved into my inner technologies, my creatorship, my sovereignty, my awareness of self as the source incarnate. And, and uh, in this singular lifetime, and so I feel like I have this beautiful opportunity to see things from a bird's eye view and to really meet people and to have an understanding, a compassion for what people are going through, where they are in their journey and in their experience. Um, I, it, it's, 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 I can't tell you the last time I came across uh, or met a part of myself that I wasn't able to relate to in some way. Um, and, and to me, that is one of the biggest gifts of the whole thing is that I can meet all the different parts of me um, and, and, and I can find a harmony mm. with, with all of those different elements of self. Now, other people's capacity to do that with me has been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. My, my presence tends to, to have a very interesting effect on people. Um, it's either I, what I have found through my presence is that people feel deeply invited into and loved and accepted and embraced or just kind of like, you know, what is that? What am I experiencing by virtue of, of this? So it, you know, I can, I can pull up contrast for people as well um, because I can see the wholeness of their being. And I think mm. for some people that feels beautiful to be seen. And for some people it mm. feels really scary to be fully seen by someone um, you know, and I'm thankful for my capacity to, to, to be with the wholeness. What we, what we might consider the darkness and the light, the, the, the underworlds and the, and the heavens and, and all of this, uh, and really just have a deep appreciation mm -hmm. for, for the whole thing because I've, I am it, I've been it, I've experienced it, I remember it, and uh, all of me, all of we is beautiful so. mm. <laughs> yeah i think it's it's difficult for a lot of people or people who don't have that awareness yet that we're all mirrors of each other you know whatever they see and someone that somebody else might not always be uh comfortable but yeah i think it's it's so beautiful and i think we need people like you on this planet because that's what really um, promotes and creates the healing for the greater collective as well when we can um, do that within ourselves and for ourselves um, learn to love all aspects of ourselves and, and then the reflection that we see in other people and I think mm. that creates a beautiful ripple effect that is more powerful than we perhaps realize yes mm. yes we are more powerful than we could possibly even imagine or fully conceptualize. Um, yeah, uh, man, even when I was going through the, the thick of it in my most 
uh, cathartic calibrations. I just, my, my, my focus was celebrate everything to the best of your capacity, celebrate everything, radically embrace every single part, aspect, and dimension of who you are and what you're experiencing and what you're going through. Um, and I needed to go through those more cathartic moments I did to come to a place of recognizing how powerful my will and ability to choose and decide really is. Um, and then it just becomes about living, living from that point of, of remembrance and knowing this. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and really crystallizing that into the physical dimension. Mm. Yeah, one question that's just coming up, and I think that's something that a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to as well. Um, I think a lot of the the new souls are like the star beings and there are so many labels <laughs> that uh -huh. have come in uh, to this physical reality here on earth at this time um, are very connected to that part of ourselves that is loving, that is, uh, doesn't judge that is unconditionally loving mm -hmm. and then um, learning oh. to uh, really embody that in the human experience uh, while also knowing when to set boundaries and when it's maybe more loving to yeah to set a boundary and and like creating that that balance um what has that journey been like for you and uh yeah man big lessons there because mm -hmm. i was i was the lover the saver the rescuer the fixer so i chose uh you know abusive manipulative uh situations and partnerships and i would stay and and, and I, I really, really self-sacrificed for a really long time. And I also realized in the context of those situations, what a profound lesson they had to teach me about embracing those darker elements uh, of my own consciousness, my own being, so that I could integrate to those parts of, of myself. So, so it was an interesting journey learning how to set those boundaries and then having the realization that they were, in fact, reflecting my own unconscious darkness or shadows back to me and that I had an opportunity to powerfully integrate those parts of myself by identifying that through those reflections, those holographic reflections of my own mind and consciousness um, <clears throat> and to, to be able to stand and go, okay, these are the light of, lighter aspects I re respect and value and appreciate them. These are the darker um, aspects and I, I value and respect and appreciate those parts of me too. And I'm at a point in my journey where if somebody is not able to show up and unconditionally love me or celebrate me or feel some depth of appreciation towards me, I either don't engage or I give that relationship space until they can come back uh, to me in that way because I trust full heartedly in my capacity to show up for other people in that way. Um, so it's just been a discernment about mm. is this person able to show up for me that way or not? And, and, and if not, I don't want to introduce that toxicity to my experience. So I just give it space and I understand it. You know, I understand that it's not about me. I understand that they're going through an evolution of their own consciousness. So there's no um, judgment or hard feelings on my end. It's just like, okay, you go over here and do your thing and I'm going to go over here and do mine. If we can reconvene in a healthy space then we'll, we'll do that and if not then that's okay as well um and, and you know my, my mm. channel is very open and i'm 
hypersensitive and psychic, so I can feel that even beyond appearance, beyond what is being presented, I mm. can get the full blueprint so I can discern with such clarity uh, what's going on there. Um, and I trust my, my instincts and my intuition, so I, and I listen. <laughs> so mm. I feel appreciated then, you know, I engage, and if not, I don't. <laughs> mm. Yeah, isn't it also a lesson to learn to listen and trust? <laughs> it's been a big one for me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, thank, yeah, those of us who are naturally so sensitive, we actually, yeah, we can discern quite easily, but then learning to trust that as well. And, um, mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, and I think mm. another distinction there too is that I don't, I can, I don't mind if somebody's having a dark moment or if somebody's, whatever the experience is, you don't even need to label it uh, as anything in particular, but just whatever they're experiencing, uh, I can be with that as long as it doesn't become a projection onto me. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not being made about me or my experience, then I'm good with that. Have at it, be raw, express yourself, be in your fullness. Like, I love mm. that, I appreciate that. Um, uh, claim it own it mm -hmm. yeah feeling yeah. the power of that <laughs> yeah I love I love that I mean it's one of the really beautiful things about this experience to me is the diversity of it and I love holding containers for people who haven't held a have have not had a container held for them where they could be free to express in that way and almost just being a cheerleader like yes, let's go here. Let's get it out. Let's feel it. Let's express it. Let's just, uh. and, and just being a, a space holder for someone to move into those things and be seen and witnessed in those places and spaces fully. So there is a distinction to make there. It's not about not having the full range of experience, but it's about owning that that is our experience and not, you know, uh, projecting it out onto other people or mm. making it about them. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, so we're almost getting to the end of our call, um, but before we close the session, I just wanted to ask you if there's anything else you want to share with our audience, like one final message or anything that is wanting to come through. Yes radically embrace and love and accept every single aspect and dimension of who you are from moment to moment to moment. Trust yourself, trust your capacity to choose and anchor in the experiences that you want to have in this lifetime. Exercise your power of free will. Know that I am, that I am, that I am. And that when you decide you want to have an experience, all of creation rushes to support the manifestation of that desire. And one of the most powerful practices that you can inhabit in your reality is to start envisioning uh, and realizing and living as the most abundant, opulent, wealthy, joyful, vibrant, beautiful, fully self-expressed version of yourself so that you can ground that in uh, here in this Thank you. That resonates deeply. I think uh, I needed to hear that as well right now. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So um, 
one final very quick question if anybody who's listening or watching the video right now uh, wants to get in touch with you or is interested in working with you how can they get in touch with you um you have a website and so on yeah so um, you can find me on facebook at solara sophia rose and my website is solararose.com uh, and, and all of my other social platforms are connected in through those spaces. So mm -hmm. keep it really simple and succinct. That is the best mm -hmm. way to, to find me. And um, I want to thank you for being such uh, an integral part of my path and my journey. I am so honored and blessed to have you as a friend, to have you as a client, to have you um, as just a, a sister in, in shine, a soul sister. Um, and to have been traveling this journey with you for such such a long time in this dimension and also across yeah. all the other magical <laughs> planes of creation. You, you um, have one of the most beautiful hearts um, and presences. You are, you are so nurturing and giving and loving. And I'm just so thankful for your presence on this planet and, and anyone who has the opportunity to share space with you and work with you. It's such a gift. I direct people to you. <laughs> yeah, you're a powerful healer and light worker on this planet. And I'm so thankful for you and the service that you are offering by just being you and, and by showing up in the world to support other entrepreneurs and creators. So thank mm. you. Yeah, thank you, Solara. Ah. <laughs> deeply touched by what you just shared and I can only say I feel the same way about you and um, mm. yeah no I almost want to cry <laughs> <laughs> oh I love you I just see like the just the connection in our hearts mm. and you, you have been such a huge gift and the support and oh yeah all right. So at this point, um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who was with us in this uh, episode of this podcast. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Thank you. And I look forward to being back with another episode very soon. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneurs podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.anafrolic.com.